0: Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to welcome everyone here. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Please share your link. Uh, make sure you share it if you're on Facebook and share that link. Even if you're not, you can put it on all your social media. Uh, invite your friends. You can send that link to, uh, you know, even your friends everywhere in the world uh, to join us and watch. Uh, You know, I believe this is is a season that God has given us as the body of Christ to fill the airwaves with the message of faith, message of the gospel, Uh, and I just thank God that God has given us that wonderful opportunity. Amen. Uh, I want to welcome Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul, can you just uh, just wave to the audience? They are watching you. (laughs) All right, all right. You have your mic, Pastor? Just have your mic all right just say so we're going to continue our discussion but i want to do something for like 10 minutes before we go into the discussion i actually have this this should be uploaded can you please i want our technical team to uh, put the link on the um, on the webs on the on all the social media on the youtube on the website wherever people are watching from i actually prepared this there's a three page document uh it's just a view of you know, what is out there as far as uh, understanding uh, the end times, all right? And I'm going to go through that. It will actually be displayed on the screen also. I'll go through that uh, so you know. I titled that the four common end time chronology views, all right? And I, I think I was talking with Pastor that a lot of people don't know that there are a lot of views out there, and I'm sure this will prompt people to begin to study and read, So I don't want you to be confused. When you get out there, you see that there are a lot of people who have different views. And we're going to get into discussing why there are different views, Uh, you know, why why is there so much. But I will go through a list of what I believe are key words and phrases uh, when it comes to eschatology. Eschatology is the study of the end of times, all right? Uh, It's the story of end of time. So we're going to go through some of the uh, phrases or terminologies that you should know. Uh, If you can please display them so that people can see it, uh, people watching back at home. The church age, the church age, uh, you know, pastor, the church age is uh, obviously the, the age where?
1: Yes, between the first coming and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Okay.
0: So it's generally referred to as the church age. Number two is the rapture. We talked about rapture last week. I think most people kind of have an idea of what it is. Uh, the second coming uh, is different from the rapture. Some people don't believe it's different. So that sometimes that's where the confusion is. Yes. All right? Uh, then we have what is called the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, when you read the Bible, you will see that that's the judgment of believers. All right, it's actually called the judgment of reward. Yes. Uh, the yes. Greek word is bima. Yes.
1: All
0: right, bima. That's the judgment yes. the Bible talks about. And I put those scriptures there. You can download them and keep them. That will be very, very useful for you. The final judgment is the judgment of uh, unbelievers that is the, you know, or the, white, the white throne judgment. Okay, it's also called the white throne judgment. Uh, that is where people will be sent to hell. Uh, That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Then we have the millennium. The millennium is?
1: The reign 1,000-year reign of Christ. Immediately, he comes back again. Amen. And uh, it's generally believed to be after the
0: second coming. Yes. There will be 1,000 reign of Christ with the saints
1: here on earth.
0: That is called the millennium.
1: Yes. All right?
0: Then we have the Antichrist. Uh, many people also, he's also called the beast. Yes,
1: the beast, the man of lawlessness.
0: Okay, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, he's a figure who acts as Satan's agent yes. or lead agent uh, during the end times. Yes. Uh, we believe, uh, generally, it is believed that his spirit is already around, Yes, but his full manifestation is believed is, is going to happen after rapture. After rapture. All right. So that's, uh, we also have the word tribulation. Tribulation is, uh, is specifically that seven years of reign of Antichrist. Uh, we call it the great, the great tribulation. tribulation. Okay, yes. so it's actually the great tribulation. Uh, the, the, word tribula- the
1: great tribulation is the actually the last three and a half years. Yes,
0: yes, the great tribulation. So, uh, so it's good to, to know some of these terminologies. Eternity is after the millennium, right? After the millennium. So so, so those terminologies. All right. So it's important to note. Uh, then I put something here. I believe there are three common beliefs. The problem is depending on when you think any of this is happening, that's what leads to confusion, right? Yes. Some people will believe second coming is the same as rapture. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some people have different views. Uh, so, yes. this has led to different kinds of be, uh, views, and there are four major ones. Mm-hmm. But you know, one thing that I know is certain regardless, every born again believer, right, believes three things. Number one, Jesus is coming the second time. That's right. That That's does not change. I mean, if you <laughs> see anyone that doubts that, they are probably they are not believers. They are not born again believers. All right. right. So every one of them, the what are, the regardless of their theology, believes that Jesus is coming back again. Right. That's, that's right. And virtually everybody believes in the millennium. Yes. All right. Millennium is Jesus will come back to establish a kingdom on earth for one thousand years. Mm-hmm. Almost every born again believer. They might disagree on what it means, when it happens, but at least they believe that millennium, right? That's right. All right? And every born-again believer believes in eternity.
1: Yes. All right?
0: If you don't believe in eternity, I don't (laughs) think you are qualified to be a Christian. All right? If you believe everything ends here, then that's a serious problem. Those three things I found out that are common. All right? Now, there are four different views. I'm going to quickly go through those views. There are four. All right? So the first one, if you can display, is uh, display them is called a millennialism, all right? Okay. <laughs> ah, just let me know millennium. <laughs> that's simply what it means. That's mm. what they are called. And you see the picture there. I have the picture there drawn, all right? Okay. So let me. Yes, uh, do you have that? Uh, do you have that? Okay, you have that displayed. Okay, let me. Okay, that's been displayed. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Uh this is what I'm having them display. Okay. okay. Let's see on the screen here so you can see it. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. So this is the view. So that's the view of uh a millennialism. All right. They probably you know people who believe this, uh and you'll be surprised that some of the early people actually believe in this. Martin Luther actually believes he falls into a category. The Calvinists tend to go into this. Uh, and even there is a leading theology theologian called R.C. Sproul who actually believes in this as well. They just believe that the church age will just lead into the millennium, all right, naturally, <laughs> somehow. <Wow. laughs> they believe it will lead into, you know, they actually call it figurative millennium. Mm-hmm. that that idea of millennium is more figurative. Uh, they believe in second coming, so you see at that point they believe there will be second coming, then there will be eternity. So sometimes, depending on the book you're reading, some people might actually argue for this, all right? The wow. second group of people are called dispensational premillennialism, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is where most people fall into. Mm-hmm. Uh, most Uh, Evangelical uh, Pentecostal fall into this category, uh, which the church age, you know, which is, if you see that picture, it starts from the cross, that's the church age, and uh, believe in rapture, all right, there's going to be rapture. Mm -hmm. Rapture will be followed by seven years of tribulation. We can go into detail that seven years can be divided into two. But that's, you know, you probably, yeah. Yeah. But there will be rapture, there will be seven years of tribulation, then there will be second coming, Mm -hmm. all right? And then there will be millennium, all right? And there will be last judgment or, Mm -hmm. you know, and there will be eternity. That's kind of where most people fall into most... I mean, some of these people have done, uh, you know, some movies that even display that. So uh, yes. that's where. Then the fourth group of people, the third group of people, they are called historic premillennialism. Mm-hmm. All right? they uh, there's a, There are a number of people who fall into this also. Now, it is similar. The only difference is they don't believe in rapture. Yeah? They... They, they just believe Jesus is coming soon. They believe, they somehow they don't believe the rapture as we describe it will happen. Uh, so they believe that the church, and the, the reason why, they believe that the church will experience tribulation. All right? Mm-hmm. All right? So the dispensational premillennialism believe that the church will not experience tribulation. There will be rapture that will take the church out of here. Mm-hmm. Then there will be uh, tribulation. tribulation. The dispensation. The uh, historic people believe that uh, the church will be part of that tribulation. Uh, that we will go through tribulation. Then second coming will come and rescue us from that tribulation. Then we'll start the millennium. All right. The, uh, if you many of us know John Piper, uh, he's a notable theologian. He is in an historic premillennialism. Uh, you know, even Spurgeon. Uh, falls into that category. Then there is the fourth which they are, call, they are called post-millennialism. Post-millennialism, uh, this used to be a popular view but no longer. All right? Very few people Very few people actually believe in this currently. Uh, post-millennialism just uh, they believe that the church will bring about the millennia. Somehow they believe that Millennia is not really something real. Uh, they believe that the church age will somehow, because of our good work taking over the earth, mm. somehow we will usher in the millennium. There will be second coming, and there will be eternity. This is just to let you know. I put this together uh, to show you and to let you know there are different schools of thought out there. So I don't want you to be confused because we are talking about this now, you go online, you buy books, uh, it's good for you to know that there might be people, you know, now, my general approach is not to over-argue with people if they are born-again believers, uh, but try and find out, do they believe in the second coming? <laughs> do they believe there's eternity? That's right. All right. If they start doubting that, then maybe you, you don't need to even argue with right. them at all. Uh, now, the details sometimes can generate a lot of arguments. So which is number one we're going to talk about? So, Pastor, why there are so many views, in your opinion? <laughs> why do we have so many views when it comes to, uh, you know, this idea of the details okay. uh, of the eschatology?
1: Thank you so much, Pastor Jide, for having me today again. Uh There are so so many different views for various reasons. At least I can think of four reasons why we have different views of the last days and the events that will take place. Number one, the time difference. The time difference between the time that the prophecies were written, mainly in the book of Daniel... And that of uh, the book of Revelations, even in uh, the book of uh, the Gospels, okay? This is, uh, we are already 20, uh, this is 2,020 years, mm-hmm. you know, after the books of the New Testament were completed. And the book of Daniel, where we have a major, this is a, you know, there's no eschatology without the book of Daniel. And you know, so, it, 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 a lot of time has passed, and the culture have changed. You know, measurements have changed. You read that, you know, uh, they, somebody measured a thousand cubits, and there's a lot of disc- you know, the argument about the what should be the you know the modern day equivalent of a cubit and all that. The Jews measure their own day and year differently, a little bit differently from what we have now. You know, so all this leads to different views and then linguistic change. Languages change. The language spoken in the days of Daniel uh, even the, the King James English in which it was translated into, it happened in the 16th century. Language had changed since then. You know, Daniel talks about 70 weeks, you know. And somebody will hear that today and say, what do you mean weeks? So, but in those days, everybody that heard it understand it very easily. But because there's change of language now, of course, there will be differences in interpretation. And of course, they... Issue of eschatology, the, the end-time events are not everyday events that we're used to. So the unfamiliarity also leads to different views. You know, many times prophetic language has to be interpreted. And you know, and depending on where you are coming from, interpretations can be different. Probably the most important thing that many people are missing is this eschatology we thank god for all the scholars in the bible colleges but there is one thing being missed out we are told in joel chapter 2 verse 28 that in the last days i will pour out my spirit upon our flesh mm-hmm. jesus told his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 don't even mention my name yet you don't say anything about me until you receive power from on high. But we go to the Bible colleges and leave aside the Holy Spirit. And then we come to you know, explain the, what the Bible says. Of course, there's bound to be a lot of differences. The things that are happening in the last days in the church age is beyond human comprehension. God knew about it. Jesus knew it. And he said, my church, you don't worry, I'm going to send you another comforter. Mm. Until we learn to take instructions from the Holy Spirit, the last days will be a very confusing subject. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to help us interpret what is in the last days. Amen. I think these are the reasons for the differences. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, And that's, that's very true.
0: That's very, very true. Uh, uh, because sometimes, even some of the prophets, they didn't mm-hmm. even know the time themselves. They didn't know. Yeah, they just received the word from the Lord. Like Zechariah prophesied about the first and second coming, yes. uh, in the same verse, I mean, the two verses. Within you know, one verse, we, a, yeah, like the whole thing it has been said. He talked about first coming, and he talked about second coming. Yes. So somebody reading it might just look like this is, this is very close to each other. Exactly. So So sometimes, uh, these are things that are very, very, you know, difficult for people to understand. Uh, thank
1: you for pointing that out. In uh, Matthew chapter twenty-four, yes. Jesus was asking, uh, was answering three, three questions, questions. Yes. all together: mm-hmm. yeah. the destruction of Jerusalem in AD seventy, okay. and also the Great Tribulation. Yeah. And this is a, the major source of confusion for people. Yes. That,
0: that's that's very, very, that's very true. Uh, so there are a lot. But I think as a believer, you should uh, focus on really the most important aspect of it. Sometimes I so, think people also focus too much on those details yes. uh, for the sake of it. Now, yes. my, the next thing I want us to address, maybe you address and we address is, why is this subject important to believers also, actually? Because the fact mm-hmm. that there's so much confusion sometimes mm-hmm. makes believers not to say, why should we even worry about second coming? I'm not a theologian. Uh, I mean, and I don't, you know, I don't even want to know. I don't even really worry too much, uh, which I don't think is the right attitude for okay. a believer to have. So, why should a believer in 2020, modern day believer, worry so much or try to know mm. about this subject? Is there any, you know, why? What, what is your, what's
1: your, what's your take on that? Praise God. That's a very good question. I'm looking for a scripture in Titus. I think it is chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. I'm reading from the NLT. Mm -hmm. Titus chapter 2, verse 12. It says... uh, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures we should live in this evil world with wisdom righteousness and devotion to God while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and savior Jesus Christ will be revealed Mm. that is the life of the believer Mm. Mm. That is the life of the believer. There's another similar scripture in, uh, I think, Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. As we go about our normal business as believers in the world, your eye is on the coming of the Lord. Amen, amen. It says, uh, Philippians 3.20, But we are citizens of heaven, Mm. where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. Mm. And we are eagerly awaiting for him to return as our Savior. Wow. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own. Mm using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Wow, wow, wow. In several places also, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus warns us, he he, he, he counsels us, you know, to wash and pray. Hmm. Wash and pray. Especially uh, Matthew 26, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was telling the disciples, Hey, you guys, you are sleeping? Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. You watch and pray. Amen. Watch and pray. That is the life of the believer. We are not only praying blindly, but we watch out for what is happening. Amen. That is Amen. where knowledge of the signs of the end comes in. Amen. It Amen. helps us to be alert. Amen. It, helps us, it helps us to watch to watch what is going on. Mm. You know, because Satan is at the background of all these things trying to deceive people. Mm. You know, introducing things that would take you away from the Lord. Mm. And Jesus also warns that we should not be deceived. Mm. You see, most of these events will happen to people you will never believe because they were deceived. They were deceived because they didn't know the signs. They didn't know what to look out for. They didn't know the times in which we live in. That is why it is very, very important for us to... You know, go into some of these things. Not for us to live in anxiety and fear. No. As a matter of fact, the knowledge of the things of the last day should deliver us from unnecessary fear. Amen. You Amen. know that your Father in heaven has the times in his hands. Amen. Praise Hallelujah. God, praise
0: God. I think the study is very important. It's important because I think one of the things I... That I learned when I really study this or any time, number one, it reminds me that God is sovereign. That's right. right? That God is in charge of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when you begin to look at the prophecies, there was a time the prophecy of the first coming of Christ mm-hmm. looked like it was just a prophecy. Yes, right. Then he became a reality. That's right. Uh, and he became literal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have no choice than to believe that if the first coming of Christ was a literal coming, that's right. the second coming is also mm-hmm. going to be literal. Amen. All right.
1: Because Amen. sometimes
0: people can begin to say, "Oh, yeah, maybe it's not coming." No, no, no. That's how people felt too <laughs> about right. the first coming. That's and, you right. You know, they thought maybe it's not going to come, and also. Mm there was a lot of confusion about first coming too. That's right. There was a lot of confusion. That's, That's why right. some people still don't believe Jesus uh, had come today, especially the Jews. Among the Jewish, mm-hmm. and obviously the Jews were really expecting Christ. Mm-hmm. They were, they had no doubt that Messiah was coming, but there mm-hmm. was a lot of confusion yes. about when he's coming, yes. how he's going to come, That's right. who is he going to be, which <laughs> family is going to be, what are the signs of his first coming? That's um, right. Some many people missed it, yes. Right? So definitely that should encourage us that second coming is also real. real. When the Bible says rapture is going to happen, because some people cannot wrap their mind around rapture, (laughs) they say, you know what, how can that happen? I remember we were having a conversation in our house uh, the last few days, and my kids were saying, wow, how about uh, if if a Christian is flying a pilot? It's a, it's, a, it's a plane. If yes. a Christian is a pilot, yes. what's going to happen to that plane? We're you know, one of my kids said, well, how about if I'm, if I'm in the shower? When, you, <laughs> <laughs> when the rapture happens? <laughs> am I just going to be going naked? <laughs> you know, I mean, some of these things, because we are thinking like this, we can wrap our mind around it, yeah. and we end up saying, maybe this is not as literal. <laughs> as how the Bible is portraying it, <laughs> the first coming is literal coming. That's right. The second coming is going to be literal coming. It's going to be. Literal. Praise the name of Jesus oh, for that, hallelujah. and I think it's good to know that. Amen. I also believe He spores to holy living. Anyone mm. that has this hope in Him purifies himself, himself, even as He is pure. Yes. All right. He, he spores into holy living. Yes. And I believe that we understand the justice of God more mm. when we understand the whole spectrum of eschatology because mm. in this age, God appear, things appear not to be just yes. if you look at one age alone, mm. right? You can look at the current world and look at uh, some people are evil and they are still rich. Mm. You know, how come things are, are not fair? This current age is yes. not really fair <laughs> because the justice of God is longer, right? You have to look at the eternal view. Mm. You have to look at what is going to happen in the millennium, the eternity. When you mm-hmm. put all this thing in, 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 in context, mm. you see that nobody is getting away with anything mm-hmm. in that's the a, long run. No so don't think anybody to, is getting away with something. Will get or how come some anything. people are not even serving God and they are this today? Mm. No, that's because you are short sighted. I think the study of end time and eschatology makes us to be very, very long-sighted, right? We're not short-sighted in our view of God. Hallelujah. All right. Let's see if there are questions. All right. Let's check uh, if we have any questions coming. It looks like people are enjoying this thing, uh, and they forget to ask questions. So if you have any questions, uh, just put it there. All right. It looks like we have a question on Facebook. Okay. We have a Facebook question. All right. All right, this, is, uh, this, is, this person is asking a bunch of questions. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cut off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Mm-hmm. So what is fruitfulness in this context? Is he soul winning? Is it service? Is he behavioral change? This is a statement of Jesus in John 15:1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So this person is asking, uh, what is the fruitfulness uh, that uh, Jesus is talking about here? Uh, can yes. you answer that?
1: Praise God. Yes. Jesus is the... This is uh, an allegory used to describe the relationship of the believer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, the Father is the overall sovereign Lord. Jesus is our Savior. We are directly related to Jesus. And when we accept him as our Lord and our Savior withdraw from his life. The same way branches draw from the life of the stem of a tree. We draw from his life. And that life, the Bible says, is the light of man. You know, that life transforms. The life of Jesus transforms the believer from the terrible behavior we inherited from Adam and Eve to a new life so primarily the fruit being referred to here is a transformed life uh, apostle Paul says something in uh, is it 1st Timothy chapter 3 uh, in the last days you know believers uh, people would be terrible and one of the major characteristics of the uh, unbelieving word in the last days is that they will have a form of religion but deny the power thereof. Then that power also is mentioned in Romans chapter 1 in verse 16 and 17. It say the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The primary operation of God's power in the life of the believer is not to cast out demons. It's not to heal the sick yet is to transform us you know from darkness to light from sin to righteousness and holiness Amen. is to break us you know the people who knew us to be very terrible human beings before come around now and say what what happened to you oh there's so much good in you now you the love is so much you know we don't see all the terrible character in you anymore. That is a primary go- the power that the gospel provides, and that is a primary fruit that anyone connected to Jesus is expected so, to so be. So, Pastor,
0: at. you believe this is primarily behavioral change? Behavioral it, change. When he talks about any branch in me, right? Yes. That's right. Every branch will bear fruit. Yes. Because he actually says the one that bears no fruit that will cut away. Oh, cut away. All right. So, primarily, he's talking about behavioral change. Can this yes. also be applied to soul winning? Because some, usually of when course. people talk about uh, uh, soul winning service and things like that, yes. We talk. I mean, uh, can we apply that also in that regard? Yes. Okay. Ca- it,
1: it can now be applied okay. to okay. it. All
0: right. Yes. This person, I mean, this is. Uh, uh, Shola asking questions. These are great questions. Okay. Uh, uh, abomination of desolation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, I believe that's what he's referring to. Yes. Is this a future event
1: or has it occurred? Praise God. Well, whether it has occurred, you know, pr- uh, prophecies can have double uh, fulfillment. Yeah. It's a prophecy can be, you know, replicated two, three times. Mm-hmm. So let's forget about the past. In case it happened during the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70, let's forget about that now. But the fact is this: during the uh, after rapture, the Antichrist enters into uh, a sort of treaty and an agreement with uh, Israel. And then, of course, he will allow them, that, that agreement allows the Jews to build their temple again. And they resume their daily sacrifices. But towards the middle, at the middle of the Great Tribulation, okay. uh, you know, three and a half years into that agreement, the Antichrist moves into the temple himself. And probably erect an idol there. Mm, mm. This can be studied in uh, uh, Daniel chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Revelation uh, 13, Revelation 17. You know, he moves into the temple, erects an idol, and starts making abominable sacrifices. Wow. Right in God's temple. Of course, Israel will be horrified. Mm. And that's what leads to the uh, 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 battle of Armageddon. Wow. Yes.
0: So maybe we should read this. This is uh, verse 15. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation. Uh, that is uh, Matthew
1: 24.
0: Twenty-four. Matthew twenty-four, fifteen. Okay, okay. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation. Yes. Spoken through the prophet Daniel. Let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea to the mountains flee to the mountains. Let no one in the house store go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful will it be in those days for pregnant women? So I think, okay. so this is first of all talking about the destruction of the temple. Yes. But also, there will also be a desecration of the things of God by the Antichrist. So that's yes. why people apply to both, right? I think that's what you're trying to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, some people apply it to so the first uh, destruction, uh, the destruction yeah. of the temple. Yeah. Okay. But I it is still mainly
0: in the future. In the future. So I think the way I look at this, I mean, this is my own interpretation. If you are, uh, uh, if you are looking at Matthew 24, Jesus was asked, Uh, in verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount Olive, the disciple him, tell us when will this happen? The word, this they were referring to was what Jesus said in verse 1, I mean verse 2. Do you, in verse 1, let's Mm -hmm. go to verse 1, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciple came to him Mm -hmm. to call his attention to his buildings. Do you see all these things he asked? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left on another, everyone will be thrown down. So, Jesus was prophesying about the destruction of the, the Jerusalem temple, which happened 70 years later. This. All right? So, verse 3, they asked Jesus, all right, as Jesus was sitting on Mount Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? When will this destruction happen?
1: happen. Yes. Number and one. what
0: will be the sign of your coming? Number two. Number two, and of the end of the age. Number three. All right? So the end of the age is rapture.
1: Yes.
0: The, the second coming is the sign of the second coming. That's right. And the first thing was about destruction of Jerusalem, I mean, of the yes. temple. Yes. So three things Jesus was on Now, it is possible, and I, and I just uh, I, I don't, don't, don't crucify me. It is possible that some of these writers, mm. because these were a recollection, You know, Jesus said what he was saying, right? People recollected it, right? And now wrote them. It's possible they themselves mix this thing up a little bit, Mm -hmm. all right? Even in in the account they wrote. But at least my best judgment, if you are somebody reading, I believe that from verse 4, Jesus was answering the question of his second coming from verse 4 through Mm -hmm. verse 14, all right? Because in verse okay. four through fourteen, he started talking about many will come in my name, claiming I'm the Messiah. Mm-hmm. They will deceive many. Okay. Uh, he talked about war, rumors of war, nation, nations rising against nations. He talked about famine. Mm-hmm. He talked about persecution of believers. He talked mm-hmm. about false prophet. Mm-hmm. He talks about increase in wickedness. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and he said in verse fourteen, and this, this gospel, gospel of, of, the, of kingdom the kingdom will be preached. In the world, all oh world as a testimony to all nations, and the end will come. I believe Jesus, from that verse 4 yes. to verse 14, he was really describing the second coming. I mean, the end the, of the, age. The end, of, the the end age. of age, which is the rapture. Yes. All right? I think from verse 15, it gets tricky. Then he started talking about what Daniel talked about. Let no one, you know, let those who are in Judea flee to mountain. All right. Okay. And that's the tribulation. Yeah, yeah, he's talking about the is it tribulation he's talking about there or because he's saying let those who are in Judea flee to the mountain. The- let <laughs> no one in the house door go down, let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful will it be in those days for pregnant women? Pray, okay. verse twenty, that-, that your flight will not take place in the winter or sabbath. Okay. For there will be great distress or nickel. And he, he talked about, you know, and, uh, you know, I think this it gets a little tricky. Uh, verse 15 to 22, mm-hmm. some people believe it's the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Some people believe this is something that will happen uh, during the great, the great Tribulation or mixed marks, therefore. So that's where some of these. Uh, continue to okay. uh you know to to you know to to confuse people all right all. uh because of time we are running out of time but you know you're going to bear with us this is a very interesting subject somebody asked also here something um uh, uh the great tribulation the great there are some theology that in fact th- this is talking about the immediate post resurrection any truth to this that uh the great tribulation will happen immediately after resurrection. Is that your your belief? That's the question. That the great tribulation will happen immediately after resurrection. Well, after, after resurrection of Jesus, I don't understand the question. The great tribulation... <laughs> It's not happening after there was tribulation after resurrection of Jesus. Obviously, there was uh, there was uh, the, uh, persecution, of persecution of believers. Mm-hmm. There was all that up to the destruction of the temple. There always they, have they been will tribulation. Say tribulation, but the great tribulation is not is still coming in the future. That's right. All right. Uh, so just to answer that. No, there's another there's another question here. The sixty to seventy week gap supposedly. 2,000 years, mm. any Bible truths to this or just a stretch? You know, where mm. this person is asking about the 70th week of Daniel. Yes. All right? Yes. Uh, you know, Daniel prophesied about 70, 70 weeks, right? Yes. And uh, in that prophecy, there mm. were 69 weeks and the 70th week was suspended. Yes. Uh, so this person is saying, is this uh, is the suspension for 2,000
1: years? Mm. Uh, yeah. Do we know? All right, praise God. That is when all manner of views come in again. But many people believe that, of all, almost everyone believes that from when the uh, command was given for the rebuilding of Jerusalem by the Persian king, King Cyrus, right, Ezra chapter 1, verse 1, down to the day Jesus entered Jerusalem triumphantly during uh, what do they call it, uh, Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. the first of Daniel's uh, uh, 70 what? 70, 70 weeks or so yeah, yeah. Okay, the, that is 69 weeks mm-hmm. had ended. So there's a gap between the next thing naturally should be the seventieth week, Mm. but the seventieth week doesn't come until after. the church age. Many people believe that that gap between the last, uh, the 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 extension of Jesus and his uh, and. uh, and the great tribulation. Yeah. That, 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 that is gap, the seventh, 70th week. That is supposed to be the 70th week, but is missing is the church age. Okay. Don't forget that the prophecy was given to Daniel because of his intercession for his people. Yes. Okay, in the Daniel chapter 9, mm-hmm. he realized that we're well, in a minute. The 70, we, 70 years yes. we're to spend in Babylon, is almost ended. Yeah, yeah. And he started praying and fasting, and God gave him all the revelation. Mm. It's basically to assure him that your people are okay. Yeah. I, I know I have their back. Mm. But now... I mean, God knows that the Jews will, most for the most part, will be missing at the church age during the church age. Yes. So he jumped that period to continue talking to Daniel about what affects his people okay. the most. Okay. So you can see that the source of all this prophecy, most of the time, is deep intercession. Wow. If you pray for your people, God will tell you things about your people.
0: Okay. So some in, in yeah. relation to that, brother, I must ask a question. Okay. If you can explain the one forty four thousand that will be in heaven.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Because that one forty four thousand are people that <laughs> will actually be saved during the seven yeah. years of tribulation. Yes. And the Bible talks about one forty four, they are Jews, right? Are they yes. literally Jews? Uh, or is just, are they figuratively Jews? Because the whole concept is during the tribulation, the seven years of tribulation, mm. actually the last three and a half years, all right? Yes. You know, there will be some 144,000 people,
1: right? Okay.
0: That will, you know, that will refuse.
1: Be- the, 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 the mark of the
0: beast. The mark of the beast. Yes. And uh, God will put a stone in their, some stone in their pocket, <laughs> and uh, somehow they will escape. Who are those 144,000? Is he a literal 144,000? Is he figurative 144,000? Are they
1: Jews? Again, or is, are they everybody? Uh, I don't want to bring our Bible school class here today. Yeah, it maybe is, you This should. causes a lot of argument, you know, in the class. But then, I want to take it as literal Jews. Literal Jews. The... The reason is because, you know, uh, Romans chapter 11 says that all Israel will be saved. God has never gone back on his covenant with the children of Israel. Despite their unbelief, you know, in accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, there are some Jews up to now that love God, the God of Abraham, with all their hearts. You know, all these years. So, during the tribulation, which will be, the Bible calls it, Jacob's trouble. The great tribulation is primarily focused on Israel. It's a very terrible time for them. Now, these people will recognize the Antichrist and will refuse to take his mark. They refuse to cooperate with his policies of, you know, counseling anything God. And God took note of that and sent Mm -hmm. angels to mark them out. Uh, One uh, around around 44,000. Equal number from each of the 12 tribes. Yes, yes. They they are literal. 12,000, yeah. They are literal. uh, Next time, I think in uh, Revelation 19. So are you
0: saying the number is literal?
1: The number is literal. literal,
0: And there's also literal uh, Jews. They are are literal Jews. Jews. So... So, what happened about believers during the seven years of tribulation?
1: The believers during the uh, years of tribulation will still will be saved. Will
0: miss and we call them tribulation
1: to... saints. Yes. Uh, if you read in uh, uh, Revelation uh, 19, yeah. to, uh, towards the end, yeah. the people who were beheaded, yes. Yes. you know, there's a lot of killing of believers yeah. at that time for their faith, you know. They were also in the, once they were beheaded, their spirits yeah. join us in heaven. Okay. So
0: I think the key
1: is don't miss the rapture. Alright,
0: <laughs> that's the key. Alright, yes. it gets very difficult once you miss it. So leave right now. Mm-hmm. Accept Jesus now if you haven't. If you are playing church, you are playing hanky panky. You're <laughs> deceiving yourself. You know you need to repent now and make things right. All right? Seven
1: is it seven weeks now? Yeah. Of the COVID nineteen lockdown. Yeah. Many of us are already complaining. Yeah, yeah. And is that at that time it will you be- will have your money, but you will not be able to buy yeah, it if wow. you don't have the you mark of the you beast. You don't want to be part of
0: that. One
1: year, two years, wow. three years. Wow.
0: All right. Let's go to. I, I think uh, let's go to. So somebody asked a question here. Uh, I will get to this, but I think there is one here that is related to. Let's try and make questions that are connected to this. Somebody says what will happen. Okay, let me, let me. I think uh, Dami ask a question. I want to ask uh, Dami Ayola, one of our young uh, uh, kiddos. Okay. Dami asked a question. What happens after the millennium? Okay. After the millennium. After the millennium,
1: okay. the 1,000 reigns, yes. what happens? I, I the wish question. there's a, enough time. We'll have read from the scriptures, mm. uh, Revelation uh 2021 20, 22 talks about the millennium yeah you know so after, after the millennium yeah, we have we we have eternity right yeah after the, the millennium there will be
0: judgment there will be, be the white throne
1: judgment. judgment okay this, that is the second resurrection. Okay. The, somebody who was asking about resurrection, mm-hmm. we refer to the rapture, mm-hmm. also the rapture as, yes, the as the first the resurrection. resurrection. Yeah. The first resurrection because all believers who died in Christ will, will be raised will up will that, that raised time. It, yeah. Okay, so the second resurrection, nobody should pray to be part of it mm. because all souls that ever lived and died will will be brought to the white throne judgment. Their books will be opened and the book of life will be opened. God demonstrating his justice Mm. in taking throwing all of them to the lake of fire. Amen. Somebody asked Mm. last week that when people die now, where do they go? The believers go to heaven. The unbelievers go to hell. Hell is actually a temporary holding place. Mm. Before the white road judgment. Wow. It is after the white road judgment has been finished, concluded, then everyone that has been in hell all this while will now go to their proper place of punishment, Hmm. which is the lake of fire. The lake
0: of fire. That's what the Bible calls that. They they will be thrown into the lake of fire where they will be forever. And you don't want to be there. So someone asked a question here. Uh, before we go, I just want to acknowledge uh, our guests. We uh, we have uh, uh, people turning in from everywhere. Obviously, we have people turning in from New York, New Jersey. Our members, uh, you know, uh, thank you for turning in. All right. I don't think we welcome our members, right? You yeah. know, but they want to be welcomed, so welcome every member of Agape House sitting on your couch and watching. Amen. God bless you. You know, I th- I actually want us to do something. If you are watching, do me a favor. We actually want to know. Uh, uh, who is watching or where you're watching or the number of people w- that are watching together. So if you're watching by yourself, just type one, alright? Uh, <laughs> if you have two people watching, type two. <laughs> if you have three people watching, just type three. Go to, you know, just do it. I think that's a, that's a, that's an exercise mm-hmm. that will be interesting to do. Just say, you know, uh, if you are seven people watching, type seven. Like gathered in the house, if you're a family of seven, all the kids. I think that will be something interesting. That I do us a favor. Let's let's have that. Let's have that. All right. Okay. I see it coming. Four, two. But I will be the burial family watching four of them. All right. Praise God for that. Uh, uh, Sister Patoluku, I'm sure you are watching with Cheung. That's good. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. So let's hear that. Let that come in. Let me look at our people on YouTube. Wow, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, all right? So please, Amen. just type it, type it, type it. Uh, <laughs> amazing. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Right. Thank you for watching. I believe you are being blessed. You are being blessed. So that's very nice. So, so let, let's keep that going. Let's keep that going, all right? Okay, so we have uh, long watching from London. Uh, God bless you for that. Thank you uh, for watching, watching with us. I hope you are being blessed. Uh, I have a family uh, here from Texas, the Shode family from Houston, Texas, the Oloyede family from Houston, Texas. Wow. Uh, thank you for turning in from Houston. God bless you. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. Okay. All right. There's a question here that we want to also address. Uh, this person say, talks about the parable of ten virgins. As in, as its relation to rapture, there were five, uh, there were wise virgins who had prepared themselves with an abundance of oil, and there were foolish virgins. So the question is, I know the oil represents the Holy Spirit. How do we know we have enough oil or Holy Spirit? So the person is, you know, he's talking about the ten virgins. Five had extra oil. Five didn't have extra oil. And the five that didn't have extra oil obviously were shut out, uh, you know, from the parable of the term virgin. So uh, the person is saying obviously they wonder how do we know I have extra oil? Number one though, okay. is that question is our parable about rapture?
1: Uh, do we Yes, know? yeah. I believe it okay. can be applied to rapture. But for you to understand very well we have to understand the Jewish wedding Ceremonies. Okay. It, is not, it has nothing to do with the way the rest of us get married. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the Jewish uh, kind of marriage, it is the father of the son that selects the bride. Okay. After that, the father and the son go down to the place, to the house of the bride to pay the dowry. Mm-hmm. After the dowry has been paid, the bride is left alone. And the son and the father return to their home to prepare. You know normally, the son lived with the father, but now he is about to marry. So the bride pays, the, the, the bride has been located and you know paid for. Then they go back home to prepare a different house, a different dwelling place, where the son's wife and the, uh, the, the son's bride will be brought later. So most of these things depend on the father. So, even the son does not know, know when the father would tell him, go get your bride. Okay. This is what happened in the, in, among the Jews of those days. So,
0: is the oil Holy Spirit? Uh, can <laughs> we really, you know, he said they, they have a lamp, uh, they didn't have oil. I mean, we like to obviously just interpret that as people have more Holy Spirit than each okay. other. Can we now conclude that people who will go to the rapture, they have more Holy
1: Spirit? Little. This can lead to confusion. The Bible says, okay, let's locate the lamp. Okay. Uh, Psalm 119 mm-hmm. says, Your word exactly. is a lamp On. unto my feet mm-hmm. and a light unto my path. Yeah. That is the lamp. Mm-hmm. How about the oil? Okay. In several places in the, in the mm-hmm. scripture, we already know that the Holy Spirit. Is symbolized by the oil, uh, okay, amen. And Jesus told us in um, John chapter 4, verse 24, he said, The Father Himself is looking for those, yeah, who, who will worship, worship Him in spirit and, spirit and in truth, and in truth, okay, amen. Okay. We need the Word and the, and the Spirit as believers, okay.
0: So the problem of Knowing the, unwi- uh, the unwise,
1: the foolish virgin, they yes. don't have the word and they don't have the Holy Spirit, or they the, do the Exactly, uh, the, the, the 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 wise virgins, you know, were in the word, and they were fuel, they were fueled and led. You say as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Mm. It is like we said before; it is very dangerous to live at this time. In these end times, mm. without the leading of the Holy Spirit, without the ministry of the Holy Spirit, it's impossible to please God right now. Mm. You know, so for you to know whether you are having enough oil or even having the lamp to start with, you know, you, it's, it's, it's easy to evaluate your Christian life. Mm. What is your relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Wow! Many of us received the Holy Spirit and we spoke in tongues. And that is the end of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Believers join unbelievers to say, I don't have any help. Mm-hmm. No, but I don't have any uncle helping me out there. You know, I'm, I'm here in the US all alone, no help. But that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Jesus says the comforter was coming. Wow. He is our help. Wow. You know, he's our help from above. How can you have the third person of the Trinity living inside you, and then you complain you have no help? Wow. That, is, that, that, should, that, that shouldn't be heard from any mouth of a believer. Mm. So, know the word of God and be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.
0: Okay. So uh, that's the most important thing for a believer to do. I think uh, maybe we might have one or two questions. If you don't mind our audience, uh, please hang on with us. Uh, Let's try and uh, iron some of these out and uh, make sure we answer most of the question. I want to get, uh, there's a question I was trying to get. What happened? What happened to my question? Somebody deleted the question. What happened? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Sha'allah what happens to your question? Uh, I think maybe I covered everything, so okay. uh I think we probably somebody is asking, uh apart from the Bible, what books, uh resources will you recommend for those who would like to study this topic further? Okay. Uh are there are recommendations for those who would like to study this further. Okay. Uh anyway, let's 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 we'll come to that at the end. Uh uh, somebody somebody's asking something here uh, what did jesus mean pray that your flight will not be in winter or okay. in sabbath in matthew 24 what flight was he talking about uh since there were no
1: planes then <laughs> <laughs> all right that's a you okay. know so let's
0: ask that question
1: Okay, I think that's what you were referring to the other time. Yeah. So the,
0: he wasn't meaning flight as in plane. He's mm-hmm. talking about fleeing, fleeing, yeah, running because, away. Because uh, he was he, he was talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. Of Jerusalem yeah. uh, the destruction of Jerusalem happened because the Israel they, they were overrun. All right. Yes. And the Jerusalem was destroyed. Yes. Uh, so he's saying that obviously because they were overrun, everybody will have to flee everybody will have to run away yes uh, and he's saying that pray that that will not happen during winter yes just imagine if some such a thing happened during winter right everybody will be running uh, it's cold. like a wall in the cold you mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have time to uh to 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 get your jacket and things like that that's right. so that's what jesus is saying that you know pray that that will not be in the winter in the mm-hmm. Sabbath. Also, people, people would not, According to the
1: law. According to the law. Yeah, you are, there's a, a distance you have to walk yeah, on the Sabbath day. People will be worried
0: about not walking too long. Yes. And they will get killed. Yeah, like I mean, you will, will be break the law up of in, the Sabbath. I don't want to break the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to walk more than a mile yeah. uh, during Sabbath. And it, that will now lead to more death. So that's what yes. Jesus is referring to
1: there. And and hopefully, this clears yeah. the question. And as now that we are here, let's add a little to that. Do you know that it is the same kingdom that destroyed Jerusalem in AD 70 that will produce the Antichrist, that will fight Israel also at the Amageddon? Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe that's for another that, day. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. there's a question here. Last week we learned immediately a Christian died they go straight to heaven. But I'm confused because the Bible also says that during rapture, the dead in Christ will rise -hmm. rise up from the grave. Mm -hmm. Uh, So can you clear that confusion?
1: Praise God. Uh, It's one of the reasons for these different views of the last days. But many people think that it is too difficult for God to bring the people who have, we say have gone to heaven back again to their graves and then they resurrect mm. with God, all things are possible. Amen, amen. All things are possible. Mm-hmm. And it is enough for us to have an idea of what's going to happen. Mm. Definitely, we, may not, we don't have the details. Mm. The Bible says, in this life, we know in part no matter how many degrees you want to get in theology, you only, uh, there are about four or five degrees in theology. Mm. So from the whole 360 circle, you have only five degrees. It's not even up to you know, half of the circle. Mm-hmm. So knowledge is limited, Amen. but we ha- God has given us a general picture that those who died will go back you will know, come back from whatever they died from and be resurrected uh, by the way with a new body so what happened during rapture
0: is actually a reconnection of the spirit and the body of the person a resurrected body right yes so resu- what happens what happened during rapture is yes. the resu- the body of the person yes will be reunited with their spirit yes they will now form a resurrected body
1: That's right. And
0: go with Jesus.
1: Yes, that's what... Uh, That's what
0: happened at rapture. Just to clarify. 1
1: Corinthians 15. Yes,
0: that's what happened. Now... Now, when someone dies, the body is buried, or I mean, even if even the if he dies in back to the even dust. if he dies in the sea, the body dies yes, in the sea. Is it goes to the bo- bottom of the sea, right? Yes. But the spirit goes to heaven. That's right. Goes to the bosom of Abraham Paradise. You know, th- there are different words
1: used. In fact, to it. there's a lot to be said uh-huh. about Paradise. Mm-hmm. So now.
0: Jesus described that as Paradise. Today, you will meet me in Paradise. Uh, Jesus also described it in the, in the parable of the Lazarus and the rich man. He, talk, he mm-hmm. called it the bosom of Abraham. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so we know it's a place of enjoyment. It's a place of uh, peace, where? ever, right? Uh, we know it's a good place if a believer dies now, right? Yes. All right? Uh, so, so that's where believers who die go, right? Mm-hmm. Unbelievers who die, they go to hell a place of torment, right? Yeah. We we also see that from the parable of the Lazarus and the rich man, all right? Okay. But what happened at rapture, though, is the spirit of that person, a believer, mm-hmm. is reunited with their body, yes. all right? And they go with Jesus in the air. So yes, I sir. think that, hopefully, that clarifies that for those. Yes. You agree with that, right, Pastor? Yeah,
1: I agree. But the paradise mm-hmm. aspect... Mm-hmm. There's another explanation to that okay. entirely. The paradise, since Jesus died mm-hmm. and resurrected, mm-hmm. paradise have been moved from down yeah. below. Yeah. It's part of heaven now. Amen. Amen. So that's
0: that's where... That's okay. another topic. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's good. Good to know that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we covered most questions. Uh, let me see if there's anyone so we can address that. Uh, uh, All right, I want to welcome... uh, Oh, my mother-in-law is watching. Mommy Adeoye is on the line. That's good. My sister, Yetunde Lawore, is watching. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Any other guests? Let me see if we have any guests uh, watching (laughs) us today. If you're a guest, please indicate. If you're a guest, this is something I want you to do. If you're watching for the first time, Uh, There's a link that will be put online. Uh, Please click that link and fill your information. We want to make sure we know you. Uh, agapehousenj.org forward slash guest. That link will be posted on YouTube. It will be posted on Facebook if you are watching on Facebook. It will also be posted on the website if you are watching on the website so you can... um, so you can put your information. We like to know you. We like to connect with you. We like you to be, you know, to, to form a relationship with you. We also have a gift to send to you as well. Uh, if today is your first time of, uh, you know, uh, worshiping with us, uh, we love you. We say thank you. May God bless you. Uh, I have a few things i like to just, uh, you know, just give to you. Now, as far as the book, uh, there is a book that I would recommend. It's called 40 Questions About the End Times. Mm-hmm. 40 Questions About the End Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will actually send it to, I will send the link to, let me see if I can send that link uh, before the end of the service. Uh, I will send it to our uh, website people to put it, all right? Uh, they will put it on the, all the platform. Anybody that wants to. So, Pastor, if you have any recommendation after this, you can uh, also. you mentioned
1: uh, uh, the books written by team Tim Lahaye La- La- or La- La- yeah yes.
0: So I like this book. The book I recommended now they will be posted there uh, because he tried to also present you, mm-hmm. you know, some other the views that some other people have. So you are not you are not uh, shocked. Uh, But it's a uh, very
1: good book. You were talking about the various views and all that. uh, That can be, there's an excellent book on that. Uh, It's called Systematic Theology.
0: Systematic Theology. By
1: Wayne Gruden.
0: Okay, Wayne Gruden. All right. Wayne Gruden. Okay, so you can read, there's a book called Systematic Theology by Wayne Gruden. uh, So it's something to also get. Uh, you know it will be a, a blessing to you so those are materials all right I have a few things to say